I wrote a book, Blue Frontier, about the oceans, and in the good enviro spirit, recycled it into an organization that's dedicated to promoting unity to, to what we call seaweed, marine grassroots, identifying the thousands of, of individuals, institutions, citizen groups that are working to protect our coasts and oceans, and unifying them to be an effective force because as many problems as the ocean faces, we know what the solutions are. We have to create the popular will to turn the tide. Well, it, it's funny, the first dramatic environmental change, uh, as when I was a kid, I used to spend the, the summers with my aunt in Cleveland. Cleveland wasn't the high point, but two weeks a summer, we'd go out to Willoughby on Lake Erie. And in the course of my youth, I, I saw it uh, where tar balls came up and then soap suds and dead fish and, and the, the Cuyahoga River caught fire in Cleveland. And this was a turning point. It created an environmental demand and movement. And over the next 30 years, we, we cleaned up the Great Lakes and restored them. And I think today, at a global scale, the oceans are in trouble in, in many of the same ways. And we have to turn the tide and, and bring back our living seas. We live on, a, on an ocean planet. I mean, everything that you, we wouldn't have life on this planet. The oceans are the source of, of more than half the oxygen we breathe. They're the drivers of climate and weather. And, Healthy oceans guarantee healthy coastal economies. They really are the crucible of life. And, and to risk, you know, risk this source of life by polluting, by thoughtlessly extracting uh, living resources or other resources without being responsible. We get so much from the ocean in terms of recreation, transportation, trade, energy, protein, just a sense of awe and wonder. We have an obligation to give something back. You know, sometimes when I've talked, people will come up to me and say, what can I do to affect the collapse of marine wildlife or climate change? And the answer is we're all doing something every day. Everything we do affects the seas around us. And I, I wrote a book, 50 Ways to Save the Ocean, to just give examples of the simple things we can do to change our lifestyle that helps the ocean. And interestingly, when you, when you do the right thing for the sea, it tends to be the right thing for yourself, your pocketbook, your health, your sense of well-being. There's, uh, there's no loss in, in helping work to save something greater than yourself. I think today, and especially with young people, there's these new communications uh, technologies that, that can give us access to uh, explorers in the deep ocean, that can give us access to information on how we can, how we can make a difference. Uh, we just did a, a film called uh, Students Saving the Bay in San Francisco Bay. Young people took our 50 Ways to Save the Ocean book and went out and took actions. And then we w took it online and we're putting it into different schools and, and, and not just young people, Everyone can really uh, has access to tremendous information. It's taking that information, turning it into action. That's the challenge, and that's also the hope for our blue planet. I think aquariums have evolved from a kind of sideshow to see strange creatures to a place where people really can learn about the challenges facing our seas today. And again, when you come face to face with the pinnipeds, the fish, the sea lions, uh, it, it's it's a sense of wonder, and it, it's that sense of wonder mixed with, with the warning, with the education that can motivate people. I, I think that uh, aquariums are great places to learn about the ocean, and then you go out and you go to the ocean and you do something to uh, turn the tide, to make a difference.